Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens. I'm Christina Roberts. I'm Chris Roberts. I'm Christina Kaiser. We're glad you joined us. Hello. It's great to be with you. Today, we are taking some time to talk about the practice of transformation, or maybe even the journey of transformation. So it's interesting to note that transformation can happen in both small ways and in large ways. So when we think of a caterpillar becoming a butterfly, that's huge. We're talking about these cellular level transformations. But then there's also smaller experiences of transformation. Maybe as was my case a few years ago, I'm on my social justice, social activism journey, and there comes that day where I say, today and from henceforth, when I see fair trade bananas, I'm buying the fair trade bananas. Or when a friend told me about how straws were impacting turtles in the ocean, I said, okay, I'm buying my reusable straws and they're coming with me to the restaurants. Or maybe we adopt some sort of centering practice to help us be connected to the divine. So. We're experiencing this spiritual journey and engaging with an inner wisdom and reacting and responding to all of that. And something going on on the inside connects to our world on the outside. And so it turns out we don't kind of have to wait for these things to just hit us in the face. We can nurture them and experience them on purpose. So as we begin our conversation today on transformation, how have you experienced this? Do you have practices that help you nurture it? I'd love to hear from you guys. It's interesting that you're using the example of a, a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. I was recently listening to Martha Beck talk about this and she said, you know, it's not like the caterpillar all of a sudden um, grows wings. What happens is the caterpillar becomes liquid. It liquefies, completely changes, and then from there becomes the butterfly. And of course I've learned that in science class at some point in my life, but it just hit me new like, wow, that is a massive transformation of this liquid liquefying this thing and just to, to, to create something different. And I think when I think about the larger transformations that you're naming, and I think even societally speaking, I feel like we're going through like in the wider culture, our world, there's transformation happening that can feel, I think, a little unsettling at times for us, right? Going through the pandemic and wars and, you know, all the things that are happening globally, it can feel like, oh my gosh, we are feeling reduced to nothing and is there hope? But even that example of the caterpillar butterfly, that that has to happen sometimes for these massive shifts to occur in our lives, in our society, in our generation. So that's an idea that I've been sitting with lately on sort of a generational level. Um, I was also listening to a podcast where this historian was going through kind of the four cycles of generations and the different transformation that takes place with each generation. And again, historically, we see these cycles repeating. So I think that's where my attention's caught today. It's kind of on the larger scope of transformation. Yeah, I think things are changing rapidly. And I think what comes to mind is I was um, at a retreat and a Jesuit uh, practitioner was leading us through sort of this an imaginative prayer. And the first thing we were imagining is a rock and water dripping on the rock. And, you know, how much change will happen from the water dripping on the rock? What will, what will happen to the rock? How much time will it take? And, uh, and then we were 
led through the practice of imagining a sponge and water falling on to a sponge and and then the water leaking out of the sponge and spreading to other places. Um, and so I, I think of that exercise and, you know, the different transformations in my life. I think, you know, going back to that first exercise of, of the rock, you know, what comes to mind is centering prayer. Uh, I tried centering prayer, um, you know, several years ago, and I practiced it for, for many, many years. And I wouldn't be able to point to the change at first, but as I look back over the course of years, I'm like, oh, um, I'm a much more stable person. Uh, I don't like get reactionary as much as I used to whenever a situation comes up. And so that's one that that's one thing that I think about as transformation. And then, you know, I think about uh, other transformations in my life. One is uh, I heard a speaker say, you can't read literature and not not be empathetic to the plight of human beings. And so I've been engaging in stories. And so where I have experienced rigidity and this is the way to do it, I I, I decided to practice this, uh, you know, reading literature and listening to other people's stories. And I think that's been that's brought about that sponge change where I am a lot more empathetic towards people's stories and I'm more willing to change and change my view on things because I'm listening to somebody else's story. So that's what comes up for me. Those are both super impacting anecdotes, right? The notion of, when you were talking, Christina, what I was thinking about was deconstruction, reconstruction a little bit and how this, we often talk about it at the faith level, but it's true in so many ways of, oh, do we need to rethink and then reemerge with kind of like some a new rebuild and people often talk about how uh, disorienting it can be for the things that you maybe believed or thought were true or took for granted to suddenly not be how it just feels unsettling and i don't know what it feels like to be a caterpillar in a cocoon but i can wonder does that feel peaceful <laughs> does that feel unsettling to be going through this change and then emerge in this new way uh, but certainly in my experiences of life, I notice it and it's not quite comfortable. So I thought of that. I don't know. Maybe I'll stop there. Does that give you any thoughts? <laughs> well, Chris, when you were talking about the rock, what comes to mind for me is a retreat that I was at. And, you know, we were in Wisconsin and this speaker, this facilitator had gone to Oregon and collected a bunch of rocks and brought the rocks back for us to each have a rock as part of the different activity that we were doing that afternoon. And as we were doing the rocks, we noted the scripture in the gospel where Jesus says, like, speak to this mountain and it will be moved. And he said, you know, this mountain was originally in Oregon and here we are in Wisconsin with a part of this mountain among us. And I just love that idea of like rock by rock, bit by bit, like that mountain was in a different place. And again, just giving hope that we never know when that tipping point is going to come, when that the actual transformation when the caterpillar becomes the butterfly or we become the sponge. But gosh, that was just such a powerful experience I had at that retreat of the quote moving of the mountain, which seems like this huge scripture that would always feel out of reach for me. And it was, I was holding it in my hand in that moment. That's just remarkable. Yeah. And I think Chris, as you were talking about the rock, 
And it sort of reminded me of the parable of the soils a bit, right? Like sometimes we, it takes a while, right? That's the thing about water dripping on a rock is it's going to take a while before it's round and it shows the effect, uh, which is very different from that porous experience of like maybe it produces the crop, right? Like it goes through and it keeps going and it spreads. So yes, that was coming to mind for me as you were talking. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring up the the parable of the the seed and the sower and the soil. Uh, I was re recently talking about that same parable with someone else. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't really resonate with that parable. It like brings up images of like, it's a one and done type of thing. But we were talking about, uh, there's a particular tree in Wisconsin uh, call, called the buckthorn and it's the bane of many people. <laughs> they, they hate buckthorn and how the buckthorn it's a, it's an invasive species. What happens is the birds eat the berries and whenever they fly to a different location, whenever they, uh, defecate the, they defecate the seeds and it, you know, it, it grows wherever it drops and, you know, they have a, a tree line and they have all these buckthorns that are coming up because these birds are eating these berries. And, you know, that, that's an evasive tree. But thinking about this idea of, you know, a seed being thrown down on a, a soil that you would say isn't, you know, going to bear fruit. And then the birds come and take it away. Well, you know, this idea of, even though you think something might not be bearing fruit in your life or being uh, purposeful or being transformative, uh, maybe we can look down the road a little bit later and say, oh, it's not a one and done thing. Maybe, maybe even though it was scattered on this rocky ground, birds took it and it still bears fruit a little bit later. So I find that an interesting notion. I really like that. And it reminds me a little bit of the practice of loving kindness, right? To be gentle with oneself when things are difficult and hard because I think I always want things anyways like I, as soon as I know it I want to be able to do it and as soon as I heard it was possible I want it to be true and that doesn't work but life isn't like that it life takes time and so it has been meaningful to me to develop a practice of being able to say this is difficult this is hard for me this takes time it is okay um, you are okay. And to allow that journey to unfold as it needs to has been a really important part of my own experience of transformation. And I think in listening to both of you today, you're both acknowledging the importance of reflecting backwards, right? That in the moment we may not see the transformation, it might feel like a slog, but in retrospect, it's like, oh yeah, change was happening. Transformation was taking place. And so just the importance of taking those times to think back and to reflect and to, you know, to sort of soak in where we've come from, where we are now and, and where we're going seems really important today. Yeah. I think, you know, reflection is, is, is super helpful, particularly whenever you, you look at your life and it, it hasn't gone the way that you wanted it to go. I, I think everybody who reflects on their life uh, whenever they're 18 and they have these grand plans for the future, whenever you get there and you look back, it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go. And sometimes we can feel remorseful about that. Um, and so the practice of letting go, you know, letting go of what you wanted to happen and saying, this is what is, 
and finding the beauty in what is rather than having this rigidity to, man, I wanted it to be this way and it is not. So I'm frustrated and I'm going to actually, uh, instead of letting go, I'm going to grip tighter and I'm going to buckle down and make it happen. And I just find people who do the latter uh, make themselves more miserable. And so I, you know, I found this reflection, this practice of letting go of what I wanted to, to happen, super helpful and transformational. I appreciate that. It's a really good reminder. And it like causes me to keep thinking too about uh, the story that often comes up that people are looking for affirmation in life in various ways. And like God's love is kind of this really big deal. And sometimes I feel like People go, yeah, yeah, God's love. But it's interesting to me. Uh, I've sat in a lot of kind of group experiences where people were listening for the voice of God and they're listening, listening. It might be like several days. And we get to the end of it and they would say, I feel like God told me that God loved me. And as a younger person, I was like, well, no, duh. Like, <laughs> of course, God loves you. Like, you didn't even have to wait for God to tell you that. You could have just known it. Uh, but actually, it becomes this really big deal that we feel like God said to us, I love you. I care about you. It, it like heals the soul in a way that so many other things cannot. And so I feel like... It has become a really big part of my life to intentionally find ways to slow down and to connect with that God presence and to realize that I don't, I'm not alone because somehow what ends up happening is some version of God saying, I love you or whatever it is you call God, but somehow that experience of love washing over you. And I think too, in my experience, transformation comes in unexpected places, right? It's when we're least expecting it, it's that story that hits us or those moments where we sense the love of God or, or whatever it is that we're naming today. And so that's exciting to me too, because I think we can certainly have intentionality, but the the fact that sometimes it does very often come in unexpected ways, I think is pretty exciting and makes life sort of zesty and fun. I agree. I agree. Thank you so much for jumping into this conversation about transformation as journey and spiritual practice. I really appreciate it. And now is the time in our podcast where we take a moment to talk about what we are into. So what are we into? Well, for better or worse, I've been into appliances. <laughs> We've um, recently our washing machine started leaking and apparently the tub on the bottom broke. And so I tried fixing it and did a couple things. Nope. It kaputs. And so we got a new one. And then right after that, the dryer stopped heating and the heating elements were broken. And I tried to fix it. Nope. Kaputs. And so <laughs> I've been installing new appliances and figuring out how they work. And I, I think we're going to have beautifully washed and dried clothes. Uh, for those that live in other parts of the world where drying isn't a thing, there are some dryers that make your clothes really, really crunchy. Um, and so, you know, I'm excited to see what our new freshly installed dryer, uh, how it makes our clothes turn out. So better or worse, appliances. 
And I am grateful for your attention to that. So, well, I am into new libraries. Um, so we often go to the library as a family and we have our neighborhood library that that's our go-to. And I know that you can order library books online and they can send it to your library. But lately I've just been feeling like, oh, we need to try some different libraries. And so we will often try different libraries, but we went to like a small town near us to try their library and it was amazing. All sorts of, and I love magazines, especially in the summer. I love to just sit and read mindless magazines. And so there were all sorts of like different back issues of magazines and our kids had new comic books and all the things. So I am into small town libraries. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, I am also grateful that you have a washer dryer that can serve you and make you happy. And I also love libraries, so woohoo. I think um, I am strangely and yeah, very surprisingly into dill. So the backstory, we had grown a little dill plant in our arrow garden and then we took that little dill plant and we planted it outside when it got warmer and I don't really have a lot of experience with dill. It turns out they grow like the size of trees. They're huge. I mean, small trees, I'm probably, but it's like two feet high and it just keeps growing stalks and so we have found dill and chives is an amazing combination and it goes with a number of interesting things and we have to use it because there, it just keeps growing. We don't know what to do with it. So suddenly I am into dill. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. It is good to be with you. Have a great week and we'll see you again soon. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, we invite you to stay connected by signing up for our Foundry Spiritual Center newsletter, where you can learn about even more programs and offerings. You'll find a link to subscribe in the show notes or visit us anytime at foundrysc.com. Thanks again for being with us. We hope you have a great week.